Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. All right, before we get into the episode, I want to just thank everyone on Patreon. That's right. You are the people who make this happen. Gene Eugene DX, you're new to Patreon. Thanks for joining us, dude. I appreciate it. Sean, Richmond, Mario, Charance. Andrew Miller up in Canada, Jeremy Weltman, Chris Riley, Johan Enderstrom, Steve Rodriguez, Tommy Anderson, Gregory Muse, Kenny McCrimmon, Leo from Alaska, Brad from Arizona, Richard Langridge, Dan Gerwan, Jerry from Long Island, Sam Soupy, Drake from Drake, where are you? Washington State, I think. Uh, Joe from California, that's Joe Ryan, Matt, Carol, Jason, Seth, Stephen from PA, right? Stephen Saylor, Ron Keel, Sean Francois, Blas, Anthony Mackey, James Bennett, David Gray, Fred Rudds, Michael Street, Mike Jones, Steve Hoker, Jean Bovary, and Metal Dan. Thanks, guys. You are the people who make this happen. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Talking Metal is back. And what we're going to do today is do our live stream audio. If you want to watch the video for this, it's up on YouTube, youtube.com slash Talking Metal. I'd appreciate it if you, if you subscribe to that uh, YouTube station. That would be awesome. And let's do this. This is the live stream, unedited in its entirety, recorded on December 10th, uh, 2020. And uh, yeah, hope, hope everyone had a happy new year and... And Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, all that stuff. So here we go. This is, uh, we're going back in time here, December 10th. Hey, welcome to Talking Metal. We are streaming live here on YouTube and on Facebook. John, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you? I love that mic stand and that de-esser, which is that circular thing you got. Yes, yes, you have to kill those uh, popping peas and the, the slick S's for sure. Great to be hanging with you. The uh, Talking Metal podcast is technically for the first time in over 15 years uh, in hiatus, or not hiatus, just taking a, a literally a three to four week break, the first break that I've had uh, with the Talking Metal podcast in literally 15 and a half years. But, you know, we we 
are always talking, John. And I said, why don't we get on and do a live stream? You know, we'll we'll resume the podcast the first week in January. But to nice. hold us over, we got a great live stream happening tonight. Why don't you tell us who's on the show, John? So we've got four guests. We've got the one, the only Ace Fraley. Oh How great God. is that? I I don't feel worthy, but yeah, it's awesome. (laughs) Ace is going to come on and give us a little update. He's got some cool stuff happening. And we've got some other great guests. We've got our old friend David Ellison coming on. Why don't you fill us in on what he's going to talk about? Yeah, Dave is going to be here with his friend Drew. And they're talking about a bunch of projects they have going on, including a movie and also a fictional book. I mean, Dave uh, David Elveson has written a couple books already about his life, but this is actually a fictional novel that he wrote with his buddy Drew and uh, Fortier, I believe is the way he pronounces his name. I have it written down. I should have checked that. But um, yeah, they're going to be on to talk about these two great projects, and I'm sure we'll get an update on Megadeth from, from David, too. So I'm totally psyched to hear from them. And of course, Jason Beeler of Saigon Kick is going to be on. He's got a new album that's on the way and they've released one song off of the album. And I must have listened to that song. I think it's called Apology. I probably listened to it about 10 times today. It's so freaking good. It's so good that I can't even begin to think about how you would produce a song with that much going on in it. And it just sounds great. And it sounds like it was a lot of work, and I'm really looking forward to talking to Jason. So we we, we got a great show, Mark. I'm getting ready for the holidays. Uh, I am going to be here in the state of New Jersey um, for Christmas this year. Uh, This will probably be the first Christmas I'm spending in this area in in maybe ever. And uh, I already got two Christmas presents. I would like to show them to you and to everyone. Uh, my parents bought me two pairs of uh, oh, Danfoss wow. boots. This is a ostrich skin, and this nice. is a python pattern that's different than any python pattern I've had before because the belly is on the side instead of the top. So I'm wow. pretty psyched about that. I've got two pairs of boots, and two I'm getting ready. Non, non, Non-PETA safe boots. I, I love it. Correct. I love it. Great stuff. Yeah. Now, John, I remember back in the day, you used to, didn't you have a pair of snakeskin boots? Yes. Way I've back when? Boots since I would say 1987 is the first time I, I had a pair of snakeskin boots. And I've been wearing them since. And I, I was wearing them when people made fun of me for wearing snakeskin boots. But now I've brought right. it all back. And I'm ready to rock the boots. Well, we got a lot of people on the stream watching. Emily is watching. She says, uh, yeah, she actually got new cowboy boots, too. So it's so funny because earlier today, or was it last night? I can't remember. She was actually showing me her new cowboy boots. So the fact that you, yeah, two of my, my wife and my, my best friend have both gotten new boots so we yeah, gotta get yeah. set up with a new pair of boots mark that's that's the that's the goal here yeah i haven't had cowboy boots since about 1989 but so i, I think i'm due i might have to shop i think up you gotta get a pair i think you gotta yeah. get a pair and, yeah and you got i had like these real cool ones like a chain hung beneath the heel it was it was intense but <laughs> cool man well i'm totally psyched to talk with ace and jason and david and drew and yeah. 
really, really excited to hear about Jason Beeler's new record because again, this this song that he has on the that on iTunes or not iTunes, it's now Apple Music and Spotify Apology, I just think is is great and epic. And he's got a lot of really cool guests on the record with him. Uh, I know Ace has Origins Volume Two out, and Ace has got some just awesome guests on that album too. Yeah, so yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Every everybody from John Five, the lead of Ford, Robin Zander, and more. It's a it's a great record. He's got the guys from the Talisman on the which is his band. Um he's got right. Matt Starr. He's got a lot of great musicians on the record. And uh, I still like to call it a record, even though, uh, and it is a record. It was it was put out in vinyl as well, but it, uh, as uh, it was in other formats, including CD and, of course, streaming. Uh, I want to plug the great Dash Vodka. Thanks nice. to Hank and Rudy Reeves. This is handmade in Texas, and this stuff is the best. And you know who really likes this? Chips enough. Oh, okay. Did you get some out to him? Yes, we did. And and Chip and my cousin Hank uh, are like best buds now. So they, they're they talking. And oh, uh, Chip cool. works for Dash Radio. So maybe we'll put something together with both Dash companies. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Chip. Now, I, when we started doing these quarantine uh, live streams, Chip was definitely one of the first guests. Was he the first or was David? Uh, David Elfson was also one of the first guests. David was one of the first guests. Um, we had the guys. It was like back in April, I think. We we had we had a lot of cool guys. Phil, I think uh, Phil from from Ace's band I, was one of the first guests, if not the yeah. first guest. And um, right, yeah, that sounds about right. We had Simon Wright. We've had Ron yeah. Keel. We've had Jeff Pilson. So do you know I, I I get on Zoom every week now with Jeff Pilson of Dokken and Foreigner wow. fame. Yeah, that's great. He, what do you guys just yeah. talk amongst yourself? No, we don't talk at all. He he talks. I, I mean, we say hi. It's and he does a meditation class via wow. Zoom every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific. And you wow. get on there and it's a bunch of people on Zoom and and he leads you through his guided meditation. And it's wow. uh, it's definitely a great way to start the week every Monday night. And, you know, it's there's no talk about rock or anything like that. It's just wow. Jeff Pilsen doing his meditation class. And I honestly think there might be some people in the class that don't even realize that this is Jeff Pilsen from from Dokken and Black Swan and, and you know, all, all his great bands through the years. Foreigner. So it's it's a lot of fun. Every Monday night I've been doing that. But I was thinking, you know, he, he we had him on a while ago. I'd love to get him back on the live stream to actually yeah. talk about meditation because I think uh, I think okay. it's a whole side of him that no one knows about. Right. That just like Carrie King and his snakes, a lot of people didn't know he was a snake yeah. breeder. Yeah, Carrie King is a snake breeder. John and I went to his house and mm -hmm. he wrapped snakes around us. There's video of that and and shots of that and when I ran into Carrie about 4 or 5 years ago, I said, "Remember I came to your house and we did a shoot there with the snakes?" He's like, "I don't remember that at all." <laughs> but it may have been because we picked him up from a bar and then we went to another yeah. bar and then finally we ended up back at his house, so, house. Yeah. yeah yeah that was that was a trip that was a really that was a trip and it was a trip to be on that trip um we went to glenn danzig's house which used to be uh lucille ball's house uh in um bel air california which is even yes. higher class than beverly hills and uh we had a blast we we um we hooked up with Mike Patton at a 
when when I heard Toy Story, I thought we were going to be going to like a mall in Toys R Us. I did not know we would be in um, some exclusive hip store on Melrose. And uh, that was very cool. So we had, we had a blast. We, we ran into a bunch of uh, rockers outside of the rainbow, including Phil Susan from Ozzy's band and Carlos Cavazzo. And that was, that, yeah. that was just a total trip. That was just by accident. Vinny Apice was out there. They I think it was Phil's wedding and they were, they that's, were all hanging yeah, out correct. outside. That so. is correct. And Phil, of course, now playing with last in line, playing Dio classics with Vinny Apice from Dio's band. And of course, Vivian Campbell, also from the classic Dio lineup, if you will. So it's it's interesting. He went from doing songs with Ozzy, and now he's actually technically playing Dio songs. Uh, great yeah. stuff. Uh, somebody I've never interviewed, actually, Phil. We we hung yeah, out we with him a little bit him that on. night we, at the we, Rainbow, we but on. I never interviewed him. We, we, we get him, right? We on the show. Um, but yeah, we are very happy to be here. We're, we're minutes away from the one, the only Rock and Roll Hall of Fame member, Ace Fraley. Uh, so we got a great show, and I know we got a lot of Ace, uh, you know, fans uh, watching this stream right now. And uh, we're, we're going to get an update from Ace. We're going to find out what he's up to, and uh, we're going to wish him, uh, you know, Merry Christmas. Right on, right on, and. We're hoping we're just about done with with 2020. This may be the last time you hear from me do on Talking Metal in 2020. Again, 2021, I know we are we're going to hopefully get our concerts back sooner than later. You will be getting Talking Metal back the podcast on a regular basis, definitely weekly. I also have uh, launched another podcast, John, which is called Talking with Mark Striegel where we talk metal and rock on that, but you know we, go, we can go outside of metal. We can talk punk. We can talk alternative. Right. But we also talk science fiction. We talk fantasy, comics. Right. I had, uh, I had the, an actor from the hit TV show The Walking Dead on, and we, we spoke about comics for a half hour. Um, yeah, so it's been a lot of fun, and that's something you can subscribe to on iTunes and or not iTunes. I always say Apple Podcasts. iTunes is basically gone. You know, <laughs> it's like... Yeah. It's Apple yeah, Music, I, I, uh, Apple Podcasts now. Apple I have TV. an announcement. I have an announcement. Breaking news. I'm going to start a podcast. So you got the Talking with Mark Striegel. My yes. podcast is going to be called Metal with John Ostrowski, or Astronomy. And all we're going to talk is metal. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you get it? You get it? <laughs> yeah. So you're talking and I'm metal. No, I'm just kidding. Right. Yeah, there you go. I just came up there with that go. idea. Do it. But, but uh, it. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, you know, it, Believe it or not, there are a few people with some podcast names that are very close to ours, and we technically do own the trademark on anything talking metal, talking rock, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we've we've been nice, and we haven't went after anybody at this point. So uh, yeah, well, there's become- there's uh, yeah, there's metal talk, which I, I think, uh, and there's like talk metal, and then there's uh, there's rock talk and talk rock. I think there's like two or three rock talk. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of talking going on out there there's yeah. even talking sopranos i saw that the other day. Oh, talking yeah. sopranos where they talk about old episodes of the sopranos and so I remember, we were uh we what, go on jen i remember that you got this and the inspiration came from something called talking baseball right yeah which was a, a show that was on tv like in the on a sundays i think in the late late 70s and i can i've googled talking baseball i find no record of it at all so wow. maybe i dreamt maybe the whole just, thing maybe you just dreamt it 
Yeah, but I, I seem to remember I used to watch a show called Talking Baseball, which would be a recap of all everything that happened in baseball that week, you know, and nine. I was into when I was like nine, 10 years old. I was really eh, even even to like 12, 13, uh, that age bracket for me, I was totally into baseball. I love the Yankees, the Brewers. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, Chicago White Sox. Uh, I, I did go see the Cubs, who are the favored team in Chicago, but I was actually uh, I saw them once. Uh, I was going to say perform live, play I mean, a game live, but the whites, I went to probably like 15, 20 white Sox games when I lived in Chicago. Cool. So I used to go to yeah. Pittsburgh pirates games. Yeah. You know, it drives me nuts. Like on my computer here, I, I don't know if you hear those bings, but I have no idea how to shut off. Don't my worry text about messages. It. I, I don't even hear. Them, yeah. So. It drives me crazy. Cause everyone knows I'm streaming and they're like texting me. Like, so it, it, yeah. it's, uh, if you're don't watching guys, it. please don't text until after eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting literally like like 10 text messages every every two minutes here. So I won't be able to respond. Um, yeah. So talking baseball and the uh, it was inspir and the inspiration for the Talking Metal podcast. Now okay. going into our 16th year, John, 16. Amazing. 2021, we will turn 16. And yeah, it is nuts. It is nuts. And there's been so many great guests along the way. Uh, a lot of them that have left us, unfortunately. I was going back through yeah. the the list of things, including our first guest, CC Banana, who yeah. was such a uh, a great comedian and and fun guy to be around, and and sadly uh, left us a number of years back. No doubt, and the, yeah, that's sad. And then a lot of the artists, and uh, and one artist that uh, played with one of our guests tonight, uh, Chuck Mosley, uh, a former Faith No More singer. Um, yeah, Frankie Benali, um, yeah. just really sad. We lost Frankie this year, which was a tragedy. Um, but, uh, we're, we're keeping it going and we're keeping the music alive right here on Talking Metal and, uh, just happy to be on. We, we want to thank our crew from SDN. Uh, they are making this show possible tonight and they're the responsible for, uh, all the technical stuff. So it's, uh, very, very cool. Yep, right. we are just waiting for Ace, um, and I, I guess he hasn't quite logged in yet. So um, hopefully we'll get him soon. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to ping him, John? Uh, or is that not whatever you want to do? No, yeah, he, he he. I just talked to him a couple minutes ago. So um, okay, all right, he, he should be getting ready soon. All right, perfect, perfect, yeah. cool. So, John, it looks like the guitar collection has expanded behind you. Is that the case? You know, I just set them up a little differently. But um, okay. uh, so here, I'll give you a little diagram here. So we've got the SGs and the Strats and uh, the couple of acoustics. Uh, there's one more acoustic I have, but it's actually at Aces. Um, <clears throat> and then on this side, we've got the Ibanez, Iceman, Paul Stanley models. Right. We've got uh, the ex three explorers. We got a V, Gene Simmons, Zach's bass, the Firebirds, and uh, uh, you know guitars. The all the guitars on this side, almost all of them are shaped in the general shape of a an explorer. So it's just weird how I set them up. I, I like all the shapes to be going the same direction, you know. And uh, and then I've got the Les Pauls downstairs, um, and. Uh, then I got a few miscellaneous ones just scattered about. So, 
Cool. And is and the drum kit there, is that the new kit that you just got? Yeah. So right here is an electronic drum set. I, I really wish I could have like brought something on, but when you do that, you got to take it all apart and it's like a production. But uh, I've got a new set of Simmons drums and I'm going to use them to record demos here. And, uh, and then I can go into a real studio uh, to actually, you know, if I were to record a song, you know, you know, for real. So. Well, you sent me a little clip of you playing those drums. It was like a um, Blue Murder Blue song, Murder right? Song, yeah. yeah. And you were playing guitar and bass and drums, and it sounded amazing. I couldn't believe Thank it. You. Yeah, and I didn't even know how to work this. I swear to God, I got this thing. It's called a Focusrite, and uh, it's this little box. And uh, it was the first day I got the Focusrite. I, I didn't even know how to hook these drums or the, the guitars up to it, and I still don't even think I'm doing it right, but – it's like out of the box sounds pretty good. And definitely, right. I mean, you remember using four tracks and all that kind of stuff back in the sure. 80s. And and this is like, you don't even really have to know what you're doing. And uh, you can get, you know, something that sounds pretty decent. So uh, it's pretty cool. All right, cool, cool. And we were talking about we haven't spoken about this in off air but i'll mention it now we were talking about doing a quarantine video for a kiss song is that yeah. something we could still do maybe well now we can even do it better because i can easily record these drums because it's always hard to get a drummer because you got to have a studio and you've got to have all kind of mics and stuff but with this um i can easily record a drum track cool Cool. Well, we should do that. I, I I learned the song "All Hell's Breaking Loose." Now I'm not exactly sure who we could get to yeah. do the vocals on that, but I think it could be a, a fun one. You know, that would be great. Yeah, no, I would love it. I always like that song too, so I think it's cool. So, um, so Mark, while, while we're waiting for Ace to, to log on, because he's got to, he he's he's coming up from doing heavy construction, and he's got to get his computer set up and get ready and get get logged on, but um. While he's doing that, what have what are you been up to? So you're, you're doing the homeschooling stuff. Yeah, yeah, we're doing. The kids are not back at school physically, but they do every every day. They do their um, they do their uh, homeschooling, and they then play video games and stuff. And they they have a hiking club once a week, which I think ends next week. But that that's been awesome because it gets them outside at least and hiking through the forest for a couple hours. Um, but I, I've been honestly, I've been really working a lot behind the scenes on podcasting. So when right. I say things are going to come back strong in, in 2021, they are. And uh, I'm getting up a lot of times. You can ask Emily. It's driving her nuts at four in the morning and working on a, a bigger plan for not only Talking Metal, but uh, the Talking with Mark Striegel podcast. And let me just say that uh, very shortly, you're going to be seeing a lot more of that Talking Metal logo, a lot more news about Talking with Mark Striegel uh, podcast. We're going to gear up the promotion machine and nice. uh, really hit hard. And listen, if you are out there and you don't subscribe to the Talking Metal podcast, that is really important. We need to get our subscriber numbers up. So right. please go to any, it's free. You don't have to pay for it. Subscribe to right. our YouTube right. page. Subscribe to our, our podcast on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Yep. That, that is key, subscribing to the podcast. And you know what, Mark? I, I'm glad I didn't do this yet. I want to get one of those 
mic stands like you got. And I, I'd like to get a new mic. And I, I'm just going to get exactly what you have. So oh, you cool. have to fill uh, me I'll send this there. to you. My friend Chris turned me onto this. Yeah, it's good. I, I was looking okay, online. So, uh, this is $13. Yeah, but we got Ace is here, John. So we were going to patch him through right now. The one That's and only. There he Ace. is. Ace, how are you? So great to see you. Am I on the air? Yeah. Yeah, we can see you, Ace. Ah. How you doing? I've <laughs> been working all day in my studio, so I'm a little fried, but... Uh, <clears throat> You're looking uh, good. I'm happy to be on the show, and, uh, you know, I'll do anything for John. We've known each other forever. Absolutely. Thank you, Ace. And Thank Ace, you do you remember me. meeting John for the first time? When did you guys first meet? Do you have any memories of that? He was about 16 when his parents brought him to a Kiss concert in the 70s. Is that right, John? It, it, very close. It was it was uh, right when Frehley's Comet started in the 80s. But I, I was. I was uh, 16 or 17. And uh, we, that was many years ago. And uh, I'm 51 now. So we've known each other since since I was in my teens. Yeah, long time. Amazing. Amazing. Right so, Ace, tell us about what you're working on. You're, you're laser focused on building a real recording studio. And I'm not talking about a computer with Pro Tools. You, you're, you're like, you got construction going on. You're building a real studio. Well, it's not the first studio I've ever built. If you remember, in the seven days when I lived in Wilton, Connecticut, I spent $800,000 building a studio underground next to my home. But, you know, studios are nothing new to me, and I design them wherever I go, wherever I live. I always have a place to work. But, uh, you know, the new place I'm in now has a 3,000-square-foot basement, so I got plenty of room. So I, I made a large control room, and I just it was finishing up the drum room today. And uh, after the new year, I'm going to start recording my new album right in the basement. Wow, wow nice. that that's amazing. I was going to ask you, Ace. The beauty of it is, is because of this virus, you know, everybody's supposed to stay home. Well, I don't have a problem staying home now because I work from, from my house anyway. <laughs> right, perfect, Ace. Wow. So Ace, you will, you're already writing the music and then you'll record it or you're waiting until you finish the studio to begin writing music. Oh, I've been writing all along. Plus I have tracks that I've already recorded that I have to revisit and decide whether they have a chance to make it on my new studio record or have to be rewritten or, uh, or just good the way they are. And I got people sending me song ideas constantly. John has sent me some ideas. You know, uh, I road manager Pat Lamarck and uh, other people keep sending me stuff. So, you know, little by little, you know, it's an ongoing process and it evolves as it goes, you know. Right on. Well, I know you're not with us uh, for very long tonight, but I did want to touch upon the new music video that came out today for I'm Down off of Origins Volume 2. The adventures of the space bear continue in this in this new music video. It's it's a great watch, and there's so many little nuggets for us hardcore Ace fans in there. Did you did did you help come up with the concept for the for this video and the space trucking video? I had nothing to do with it. You know, the record company uh, has this great video guy who makes funny videos and. Uh, I think Ken Gulick and uh, Scott Givens has a lot to do with uh, the ideas, but 
they just, you know, put it together and, and showed it to me. But, you know, in computer lingo, there's a lot of Easter eggs in it. <laughs> right, right on, right on. And back to your new album, Origins 2, which is out now, a great collection of covers, a lot of really cool special guests. I wanted to ask you about one of them specifically, Lita Ford. How long have you known Lita? Well, I remember uh, touring with Lita when she was in the Runaways, you know. I went out with Jackie Fox for a short period of time, you know, and, uh, you know, I've known Lita and uh, I've known Joan and I, all the, all the girls from the Runaways and I'm still good friends with Lita and Joan. And I also bumped into Jackie Fox uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, when I had a record party at the Rainbow in LA. Yeah, and she's still kicking and, and rocking. Nice. Cool. John? Thank God everybody's still around. Yeah, you so know. Ace, you, you had a lot of great artists on this record. You had yeah. you had your good friend John Five. Uh, you had Robin Zander, you know, people from back in the 70s, people from now. And uh, uh, and you even had Bruce Kulik uh, uh, from, you know, formerly A Kiss uh, on a song. How, how was that? How did you put that together? Well, that was great. I mean, Bruce, uh, when I did the Kiss Cruise a couple of years ago, uh, Bruce was on it as well. And, you know, he heard I was doing an Origins Volume 2 album and he expressed interest in performing on a track. So I said, you're more than welcome to. And, you know, we're both big fans of Jimi Hendrix. So, you know, we picked that song for him to play uh, a solo on. And it worked out great, you know. Totally, Ace. Yeah. Uh, now, Ace, I can't wait to see the recording studio. And uh, t tell us something uh, just unique about this studio that you're doing. Well, what's probably different about this studio than any other studio I, I've had in the past is that I'm, you know, I'm, there's going to be a star mural on the ceiling. I'm using these new new technology LED lights that, you know, I can change colors and also, uh, they react to the sound. So, you know, when I'm doing a playback of a song, you know, the, the whole uh, room will <laughs> change colors just because of the music. And uh, it's going to be a trip. I mean, I haven't installed the LEDs yet, but, you know, I, I have a sample of them uh, on one strip. And, uh, you know, but... I, by the beginning of January, the first week in January, we'll, we'll probably be full tilt, you know? Awesome, Ace. And uh, and I know that you have some uh, plans in the future about uh, expanding it, uh, not only as a recording studio, but into a, a video studio where you've got edit rooms and, you know, wow. people can cut, cut movies and videos there as well in, in film scoring, which is something I know that you've always wanted to do. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah I'm setting up a video editing suite where, you know, you can edit rock videos and uh, I mean, I have five acres, so uh, you could even shoot a video here if I wanted to. And like I said, the basement is 3000 square feet. So there's plenty of room to, uh, and even my drum room has a little stage in it, you know, that probably you could do some shooting in there as well. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be a multifaceted, you know, multimedia studio and uh, I'm real excited about it. Great. Right Ace. 
Well, Ace, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us here on Talking Metal. We we know you're busy with the construction of the new studio, so it means a lot that you took a few minutes to talk to us. And I got to tell you, just my suggestion, I love these new music videos so much with the cartoons and the comic book styles. I'd love to see an Ace Frehley comic book. I think, you know, the Kiss did their comic books, but how about just an Ace comic book? I think that would be an amazing, fun thing for the fans. You know, I just have to find a comic book company that's willing to put it out. You know, I'm sure uh, I wish Stan Lee was still alive because I met Stan, you know, when we did the Kiss comic and we actually poured our, uh, we each took a vial of blood and poured it into the red ink. That's uh, part of my DAs and all those DNAs and part of all those comics. Right. I remember that. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. Great innovator and artist, and uh, you know he, he's he's missed greatly by the uh, industry. Absolutely. So, Ace, thank you so much for taking the time out today. Uh, we we wish you and uh, everybody uh, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and uh, we can't wait to see you back on the road again uh, in 2021. I really miss performing live, unfortunately, you know, because of this virus, everything has been postponed, but hopefully by the summer, you know, and, you know, if the vaccine is as good as they say it's going to be, hopefully that'll uh, lower the numbers that are constantly rising every day. So, you know, one day at a time, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. And, uh, I'd like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah, and, and all that good stuff. <laughs> Perfect. Thank Ace. you so much. Thank Ace. you, Ace. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. I'll okay. talk to you tomorrow. Happy <laughs> on the show. Rock and roll. Rock and roll, Thanks, Ace. Ace. Thank you. Yeah. Take care, man. Bye-bye. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Ace Fraley, legendary guitar player in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Wow. It, it's still, John, you've hooked me up with numerous ACE interviews. And I, I tell you, I get like a little kid again. I, I might start sweating and I'm like nervous. And it, it's like, that's the man right there. That's the, I that's know, the man. I know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, you're, you're around him a lot. So maybe you don't, I seriously, I got to take my sweatshirt off because I broke out. Of yeah. The sweat. <laughs> yeah. I, no, believe it or not, even though I've been around ACE, you know, I've, I've practically lived with ACE, um, you know, on tours. Uh, um, but, um, and we work together so closely, but uh, yeah, you know, you, you still get a little nervous sometimes in front of him. And uh, uh, he's a great guy, and uh, we really are are happy that he took time out of his schedule to do this because Ace hasn't really been doing um, uh, press at the moment because he's he's taking time to work on the studio. He did a, a lot of interviews right after his uh, Origins 2 was released and right before it was released. But now he's taken a little hiatus from interviews and he was cool enough to come on our special show tonight. And uh, yes. we thank him for that. And uh, I'm going to text Ace in a couple of minutes and just say thank you for coming on. Um, and it was fun. It was, it was really fun. But Cool. Well, John, we're going to fly right into our next interview right now. Okay. We have Jason Beeler is going to be coming on the show with us. And there is the man himself, Jason. Jason, thank how are you, you man? I couldn't be any better. How are you guys? Uh, we we are great. great. Thank you. Thank you. We, we appreciate you joining us. Really, with not much notice, we we had a cancellation. And, well, that's uh, the only reason I get booked is when there's a cancellation. <laughs> no, no, no. We we had we had you on your list on the list. We definitely wanted you, but but it, you know it was it was perfect. 
and I know you've been on the show before, um, so not the video uh, version of it, but I, I know Emily uh, has interviewed you for the show before. She's going to actually try to come down and say a quick hi in a bit. But I got to tell she you, I, I a, am. She told me I, I had a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jason, let me let me tell you, I know Mark has listened to the song Apology about 10 times already today, and I, I was listening to it at 4 in the morning, and I just got to tell you that the – the, the sound quality is great. The, the, the writing is great. The, the, your, your performance, your singing, guitar playing are great. But for, for me, I'm blown away by the production. And I, I mean, I can't even get my head around what it took to do this record the way you did it. And uh, tell us a little bit about just how you approached everything from the writing to the physical recording and execution of the record. I mean... You know, I wish I could say I had it planned out a little bit more, but it, it, it's really a series of happy accidents. You know, I, I started the record in March. I figured I'd reach out to like 30 of my friends, uh, you know, and, and ask and assuming that because of touring or, you know, obviously at that time, people doing different things or recording their own things, everyone would say no. And everybody said yes, which kind of freaked me out in the opposite sense. Um, and uh, yeah, I started writing it in uh, March and recording it and then you know, was just lucky enough to get all my buddies involved. And, uh, you know, I could, you know, I, from my perspective, the whole goal was to make a record with people I love and respect and uh, for my own selfish purposes. So kind of everything that's happening at this point is like, oh, wow, like people are responding to it and it's getting received really well. It's super nice to hear. Yeah. And, and again, the, the, the new record, Songs for the Apocalypse, it is out January 22nd. And you're putting this out through Frontiers, right? Is this the first album you're putting out with them? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I'd been talking to Nick over there for a while, and he seemed, you know, and they were super supportive. I mean, because I kind of initially told them, and I have a lot of respect for what they've achieved, but I was like, you do realize what you're getting into when you get a record from me, right? I mean, I was, you know, I was hoping that it wouldn't all of a sudden turn horrible when they realized that it wasn't going to be like 12 versions of Love is on the Way or, you know. Right, 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 right. <clears throat> and, uh, they were super cool and supportive. I mean, really, the first time they heard the music was when it was mastered. So they, they let me do what wow. I do, um, and they couldn't have been any cooler. So my experience thus far has been wonderful. And do you feel that the new record is going in a, a musically a, a different direction than maybe some of the records we've heard recently, like Where Dreams Go to Die? Is it, is it, a, is it a different place musically for you? Because from Apology, it seemed like maybe it was or is. Um, to me, it's just always music, man. So, like, you, I mean, you, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll go Barry Manilow into Meshuga, like, without missing a heartbeat. It doesn't matter to me. So whatever mood I'm in, right. you know, that that's what I feel like doing. And um, I think this was just very much how I was thinking now and where my, you know, where the vibe was now. And then um, I think there was the added pressure of, like, oh, you know, David Ellison said, yes, I can't suck. You know, I, I got to put riffs together, you know, it's like, it, and uh, it's the same thing with Bumblefoot or any of these people. I got so lucky with, like I said, Devin Townsend, Butch Walker. I mean, it's like a dream list uh, of guys. Oh, is Todd, Todd Latore on it, too? He's Todd. Todd's yeah. playing. Todd's playing drums on Apology. Oh, yeah. oh, is he? OK, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like what you said. You said, is he a, a uh, is he a drummer who's a great singer or is he a singer who's a great drummer? I think was one of your quotes. I mean. I wanted to talk about these guests that you have on the record, and, and it, it says something about you that all of these top-notch musicians didn't miss a beat, and they, they when you asked them if they wanted to be involved, they, they absolutely said yes, and they all supported you by 
by being on this record. Everybody from Todd, who played drums and, and on Apology, sounded great. Bumblefoot, David Ellison, Pat Badger um, from Extreme. I mean, it, uh, like an unbelievable roster of musicians are on this record. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm blown away from now. Plus, I love all of the imagery and and the whole concept of the Von Bielski and and I, I love that it, it's I, I call it like a trailer that kind of goes through every song and it, it tells who's playing on it. That's such a cool thing you put together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, I mean, it, it, like these guys are. I mean, for me, the biggest thing I'm most proud of, I think, is I created this ecosystem that allows uh, Clay Cook from the Zach Brown Band to play on a record with Devin Townsend. Right. So you know, having a special guest thing is not. You know, I mean, everybody's got guests and friends and buddies, and that's the coolest thing. But the fact that each of these musicians is generally really diverse, you wouldn't necessarily associate them being part of it. Um, right. And uh, that, that to me is the best part of it. You know, I mean, and it was great to work with some, you know, all these guys because you start to realize that, man, everybody just loves music. I mean, these guys all just love music and they all bring right. their A game. I mean, every time. So everyone's asking me, like, well, what'd you tell them? I was like, thank you. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't tell right. David Ellison how to play bass on your record. You just sit back, you know. Right. The guy's, the guy's a legend. So you just, you know, and, and everybody killed it. You know I mean? Like I said, if I had planned it or tried to produce people's parts or kind of gave a lot more direction, I think it would have ruined it. I got, I got super lucky that everybody kind of understood what I was trying to do. And then, yep. man, they killed it. Right on, right on. And I'm, the, I'm the worst guy on the record. But Jason, one thing that... I, I find interesting about you is is your fan base and how devoted and hardcore your fan base is because you're not somebody and I don't mean this in a negative way but who has millions and millions of fans but you have where thousands you where are you going with this but well listen you have thousands and thousands <laughs> of fans and those fans love your music and what you do so much that when you come to New York you sell out wherever you're you're playing and and they're they're really devoted and hardcore and you know i'm into all this like stuff like the seth godin stuff and i was reading one of his books and he was like it's more important to have devoted fans than to have millions of fans is that something you'd agree with and you relate to i mean i'm super fortunate that the people have followed me and it's you know look i since i've been 18 years old i've been a musician and right. that's how i've made my life you don't get any luckier I mean, yeah, you could be, you know, you too, or you could be Zeppelin. But I mean, to me, there's so many super talented musicians that struggle that never get to do anything. Um, so at this point, like, it's so funny for me because like I'm getting these you know, emails. Oh, you just got added to this amazing Spotify prog playlist and all these new people are finding it. Um, if you would have told me that's where I'd be at this point in my career, I'd have been like, what? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the people who have been supporting me the whole time, they get the they get the humor first and foremost. They're open and they've allowed me to do anything I want to do. So there's nothing. I feel super free because I could literally do a polka album and people who dig me would be like, that makes sense. Yeah. It, 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 no one's expecting. One. Yeah. And, 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 and I mean, that's what I'm lucky. Yeah. And, and, and the key thing, and I think what Mark was saying is that your fans – uh, are sophisticated enough to understand that, and they're hardcore. They will support you. Um, whereas I know, I know a lot of artists who who have sold a lot of records, but necessarily, um, you know, the, their fans aren't 
running out to buy new products or to go to concerts. And I'd, I'd rather be in your position where you have hardcore fans that will always support you and they will always come to see you. And most importantly, they will be on your side when you do whatever it is that you want to do, including a polka, if you ever decided to do that. So I love that. Yeah, man. I, like I said, I mean, I couldn't draw it up any better. I mean, you, 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 it's not like, again, it's a series of happy accidents. And, and I, I, but I think that, uh, you know, I have as much love for them uh, in, in a weird way as they have for me. And I mean, my goal is to just put out stuff that I think they expect me to push boundaries. So I think if I like made a record that was like, here's my comeback record full of, you know, hits, they'd kill me. Yeah. Right. I mean, as long as what I'm doing is from me and what I really feel like doing, right. they want that. I could, right. I could, yeah. I mean, that's, that's as good as it gets. So, Jason, I do want to ask you a couple Saigon kick-related questions, but before I'm sorry, you're breaking up. You're breaking up. I can't hear what. <laughs> before we go there, I want to bring on one of those hardcore fans of yours. Emily is here. She just oh, wanted to say, "Fan, fan." Oh, please. Just wanted to please. See. Wait, please. Can I? Do you see my T-shirt? I can't even see. Hi, Jason. That, what a wonderful fashion choice. I can't. <laughs> and believe me, I have Kiss T-shirts. And I have Megadeth t-shirts, and I had to decide which yeah. one I was going to wear tonight. Right. I was so upset because I told Mark I wanted to talk to Ace because I wouldn't know how to speak English if it weren't for Ace Freely. <laughs> I know. Because his cousin was a teacher at a high school in Coral Springs where I went to school, and I was going to quit. Except I thought, like, hey, if I get into that guy's class, I'll get to meet Ace Freely. Wow. <laughs> Well, maybe we can Jay hook this up. We got to hook this up for Beeler. No, maybe no, Mark's a, Mark's a dream crusher. He's a dream crusher. That's what that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have to say, though, I saw you almost like one year ago tonight when you played New right, York, right. your Christmas show. Remember, like, yep. you know, like your holiday show you come to. And I, I just have to say a little plug for what a wonderful person you are. Ozzy, our dog, had just died like five days before. And you came up like you came out of the bathroom. And like, you were like, I saw it your dog died. I'm really sorry. And I lost right. it. So we're, like, we're big, we're, we're such huge dog people here that, you know, like I know. If, my, if, my, if my neighbor went, I'd be like, well, you know, life I know, well. but, but the dog, huge, talent, huge talent, huge heart. So thank you for being so kind. And it's one of the reasons I wear your shirt proudly and I'll let you guys get back yeah. to your talk. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Have a wonderful Thank holiday. You. Great seeing you. Thanks. Yeah. And, Thanks. and Jason, so, um, you know the the big fan of of the lizard record of of course uh so many great memories of that record but in february the first saigon kick album i wanted to go back to that one will become uh, will turn 30 uh in february of 2021 any memories of of doing that first saigon kick record that you could share with us uh, i mean the biggest memory was um we were a local band at the time with no demo tape and no photo and we were starting to draw really big numbers, like 1,000, 1,500 people selling out these venues. Wow. And literally, literally over a weekend, uh, Jason Flom and Michael Wagner flew in. And I think Michael had just finished an extreme record and had like two weeks before he started a Skid Row record or three weeks before he was starting what I think became Slave to the Grind. And so we played the show. They took us to a Denny's across the street and said, well, do you guys want to go to L.A. on Monday and start your – it was that quick. Wow. Wow. And uh, so we recorded that whole record. like, And Michael Wagner, I mean, you can't say enough about, you know, yeah, when you start talking amazing. about legends, I mean. 
But yeah. he made a record that literally, like, every night we would go out and have these decadent, massive spreads of food. Like, you didn't even know you made a record. Like, literally, I was on my way home before I even realized we recorded. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. And, and cool. when you went in to do the second record, The Lizard, um, that record, you know, to me, was, was very... Um, timely and a lot of people you know they they think of the big hit single and stuff and i don't know if they realize that but that sound that you guys had i mean it was almost there was elements of like faith no more and 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 uh i want to say like uh, maybe even mother love bone i, I don't know if allison chains more so to me than there was like the hair metal bands but it seemed like for some reason you guys got more pigeonholed as, you know, the the 80, like not, I don't want like the melodic metal band. Does that, does that sound right? I, yeah, I mean, it, we, we managed to, to straddle two tectonic shifts in music. So we were right. really never, we, when we first started, we toured with the Ramones, we toured with Faith No More, we played shows with Soundgarden, we played with Ozzy, um, and all these kind of cool, and Cheap Trick, and stuff like that. Um, and but we so we were never really accepted by the hair metal bands at right. all, and, and no disrespect to them, they just were like, There's, "We want nothing to do with them." And then the ballad kind of took off on its own. Really, before we were in Mexico shooting a video for Hostile Youth, and a station started playing the ballad. We had a ballad on the first record too, um, and it just took off. And then as soon as that happened, all the grunge bands could have. No, we you know I basically take credit for killing hair metal. Yeah. So that was the last ballad. After that ballad, like everybody was out of work, um, which explains right. why all the hair metal guys still hate me. Right. But I have I, I have a nice house, so I'm not complaining. But sorry to the rest right. of them. Right on, John. So, Jason, what I wanted to ask you about the artwork and the whole concept and and uh, the the creative, uh, not 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 the musical creative, but the the artistic creative um on the new record T tell me like is was that your concept and who did you get uh to do this for you because it looks great i i love like the the creative Vision, director so. on this project is is out of this world i think yeah that guy's that another genius that i stumbled my way into this guy named robert merrick um does everything for me even all the kind of funny photoshop stuff um uh -huh. he's been doing it you know we've been friends for years and uh it's the first time I've ever kind of put together a piece of music and that has visually translated to a cover. You know, usually it's like the covers are horrible or it doesn't really represent anything that meant anything to me or it didn't work out or the colors came out wrong or there's always a series of, you know, Spinal Tap-esque, you know, things right. that go wrong when it comes time to make an album cover. And the same thing even with the first video for Apology. I mean, I think the guys really like listened to what the record was kind of understood what it was, understood the absurdity, understood understood the uh, the Python-esque and the darkness and all these kind of elements and put it together because I didn't want it to be dark. You know, there's a silly scariness about being this age and trying to be dark to me. It just seems silly. Right. But there's the yeah. reality of being our age and realizing like life can be horrible. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's that there's that kind of horror. Um, so it's kind of all woven into, it's not a theme record so much, but it's really got this kind of thread through it. Yeah. Well, they, I, 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 in my other world, I'm in a creative department and uh, I just was blown away uh, first off by the music, but then by, by all the artwork and, and everything w within the apology video. And even with that trailer that I was talking about, and I, I just think you, you hit a home run with this and, 
And uh, I love it. I, I just, I really love it. And and like Mark said, he couldn't stop listening to it. I was listening to it in the right. middle of the night. I couldn't sleep. I, I I was I was thinking about the show today, and uh, I was just listening to the stuff. And and you know, I, I have a little studio here, and uh, but I, I can't even comprehend what it would take to look at uh, you know like a, a mixing console online with, with what you had going on in these songs. Like I, I just, it's, I mean, I can imagine it, but I, I mean, I know that that's in your head and, and it's, that's unbelievable to me because it's, it was all, it was it, all done on a laptop. That's wow. out of control. I mean, yeah. that is just amazing. And I, didn't touch it, a con- I mean, I have, I have a, you know, in this case, you know, it was kind of freeing because I had no rules, but yeah, I mean, in this I mean, there was nowhere to go. So it was either, make the record and be creative about it. It's, it's right. so funny because I have all these friends. I have all these people I could have gone studios to, but then the pandemic hit. So I was like, let right. me see what I can accomplish here. So yeah, it was, it was all done. Um, it, you know, like sometimes you lay, again, I find when I really have my heart set in a direction and plan, everything goes sideways. Uh, so this kind of all felt naturally together. And even people on their parts in the record kind of came as the song was coming in. It was like, Oh, you know, I should send that to David, you know, and, and, and right. Oh, wow. So they, they even gave suggestions and send, send this to that person and they'll, they'll throw their thing down. I love that you didn't even produce them, so to speak. You didn't like tell them how to play what they were going to do. You just said kind of go for it. And they did their thing. Yeah. How are you going to tell Bumblefoot how to play guitar? I mean, right. who, who? what's the point? I mean, to me, the reason I called David and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he's in the green room hearing how highly I'm speaking of him because I expect yeah. the same thing. When he comes on. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I mean, I want him on the record. I want him to do what he does, you know, so right. like t- telling him how to, and you don't need to tell that guy, you know, what to do. I mean, or any of these guys. I mean, that was the greatest thing. I mean, same thing with Devin, you know, he's a guy's just off the charts talented. And it's Clint Lowry from seven dust, you know, these guys just, I mean, it was the most fun and rewarding creative process. No drama. There was never a time when I opened a part and was like, Oh, this is how am I going to tell this guy this doesn't work? I mean, every time I'd open something up, I was like, that this, I would have never played that. I would have never thought to do that. That's just amazing. Right, right on. And, and on the song what, Apology, Jason, on that specific song, uh, besides Todd on the drums and you, who else is joining you on that specific song? Uh, Andy Blacksugar, who's an amazing guitar player, and how he's not from New York, the yeah. top five in the in the world is beyond me. He's just a stunning guitar player. And uh, Kevin Scott is playing on bass. Kevin plays in a kind of underground jazz scene. So he plays with like Wayne Krantz. He plays with John McLaughlin, the last John McLaughlin tour. Plays with Jimmy Herring. Played with Aquarium Rescue Unit. So he's from a whole separate scene uh, as well. And he's just a great bass player, so. Great stuff, great stuff. Jason, I don't, like I know Mark and Emily have hung out with you before. Where are you based out of? Where do you live? Right now I live in North Carolina. I moved here like four years ago. Wow, but and you're originally from Florida, is that right? Or is the, like Saigon Kick was from Florida? Yeah, we were all from Florida. I lived there until about five years ago, four or five years ago. Nice. And then I had enough. I mean, I don't, I don't need to tell you, you know, Florida can get on one's nerves. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here, back to like the like sending these tracks to people. What what I think is cool is that you, you didn't necessarily send people finished tracks. You send them parts, and and then the tracks grew. So this album, it, it kind of like lived on it, it like it grew up on its own uh, i mean the songs and the parts were all generally done uh-huh. um okay so when i so, so there, like there was but i knew that like 
this person's going to, you know, play this, or this is the person here. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it, a lot of it was, you know, all the writing and everything was kind of done. So I don't think things, I don't okay. think anything changed due to the contributions. Things got just better. Nice. Okay. Right on. That's cool. So, so Jason, we are going to have to wrap it up here, but, um, before we let you go, uh, what else besides music has been keeping you busy this last eight, nine months? Music. I mean, just, just music, music. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm fortunate enough to be able to, you know, I want to start the second record right now because I have another probably six months or so before hopefully we can get back to touring. So, um, a lot of music, a lot of Netflixing. Um, you know, used to. What are you watching on Netflix? Hockey. What are you watching on Netflix? I, I've gone through everything, man. We did the Queen's Gambit. We're watching The Crown right now. Watched okay. uh, Broadchurch, which was a UK show. If you haven't seen Toast of London, that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Uh, I, I have not. Emily's watching The Crown right now, uh, and then we're watching Cobra Kai together. Oh, saw that as well. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been a it's been a big year for for Netflix. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, Jason, and, and one comical thing, I love your attitude on Facebook. Uh, you're you're the, just like you were right. I'd like to say hi to my, you know, my girlfriend David Ellison or something like that. You know, it's really funny. You have great, great, uh, funny things that you post. I could never be that cool to post stuff like that. So I, I just uh, on a on a parting note, I just I, I just enjoy like walking. I enjoy posting stuff and walking in the uh, other room and seeing my wife go. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole motivation. Right. I love it. So that that Jason, thank you so hey. much. I, I hope to be with Mark and Emily the next time you're in concert here uh in the New York, New Jersey area. And uh we really thank you so much for being on, on the show. We can't wait till January when the record comes out. We will definitely have it and we are going to be listening to it heavy duty. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for not letting me meet Ace Freely, Mark. I'll never forgive you. And please <laughs> send David Ellison. Please say send David Ellison my love. Yes. Oh, so we will. Jay, Jason, I will. I will make sure that you. I will work it out that you meet Ace next time we're down in your area. If you're if you're home or or wherever you are, we'll keep in touch. He with works me with Ace, by the way. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll set it up. That would be big for me. Thank you very much, guys. Have a great night. And thanks so much for having me on. You bet. Thank Songs you. for the Apocalypse. Jason Beeler's new record will be out on the 22nd of January. So I am psyched for that, John. And we are waiting for our next two guests. They're going to come on at the same time. Uh, um, I think they're scheduled for 730. So we got a, a little time. Now, Mark, let me yeah. say this. I, I know you and Jason are friends, but I love it. You're like, you're like, well, more him and Emily are friends. I don't really know them that well, but yeah. But I, yeah. I, like, well, we, you know, thanks for coming on. We had a, I'm just kidding, Mark. We had a cancellation. <laughs> I'm joking. Right. I love it. No, it's no that you, you were thanking him because we just asked him kind of at the last minute. Yeah, it was and, the last uh, minute. He, he, uh, he jumped on, on board with us. I didn't mean I any, uh, slight. Slight and I, by that. And I'm just, Mark, I don't, I, I hope that you're not taking this in a negative way. But I like, and then, then you go, uh, well, uh, you know, a lot of artists have millions of fans. You really don't, but no, no, <laughs> I, I love it. But I knew well, what you were saying. You were saying you have a group. I know people that it sold like millions of records and they can't sell out a, a venue where, where you're saying that he has a, um, uh, his fan base kind of, is so uh, devoted. Yeah, they're just yeah, so hardcore he, and devoted. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he might not sell as many records as you two does, but he, he can sell out venues in Manhattan because he the people that like him will do anything for him. They love what he does, and they will show up for him. And believe me, that's what I want. I, I would love to sell out venues and 
and just have a, a devoted this group of hardcore fans. Because let's face it, I, I mean, there, there's not going to be too many more U2s and uh, Metallicas and Led Zeppelins, uh, sadly, in, in my opinion. And I hate to say it, but I, I really don't think that I don't think that anybody's life experience in if you're like a kid growing up now or if you're our age or whatever there's nothing that's going to uh, create another Jimmy Page and a Robert Plant or a Paul McCartney and a John Lennon or even right. a, a Paul Gene Ace and Peter I, I don't well, think that's possible anymore all I was trying to go with that is that this guy Seth Godin says if you have 1000 hardcore fans whether you're a musician uh, a writer or who knows what what else? If you a uh, cook, if you have one thousand hardcore fans, you can make a living off of what you do. Um, that's cool. And, 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 I knew that exactly, Mark. I'm just I'm just having fun. But no, that's right, so cool. Right, I want to find right, out right. who's Seth Godin. I, I, well, I hope I, I hope he didn't take offense to it because no, you know, but, he uh, didn't, Mark. He didn't. I'm, I'm kidding. That's the thing about talking metal. We're not super serious. We're not like, hi, I'm Tom Brokaw here to talk about your new album. You know, it's great. Yeah. Tell us about the following, you know. We're not that. We're we're the guys from Talking Metal. I mean, I'm kind of a dorky guy with round blue glasses and, you know, (laughs) that's just the way it is. Right, right. You got the the shaded glasses. I got, you know, the thing, I started wearing the shaded glasses now, too. I Uh, like that. That's great about them is they, uh, they hide the dark circles that have developed under my eyes for some odd reason. I I don't know. I guess I'm just getting old. (laughs) But uh, See, I so like I, I, I like them. I actually think they make me look younger when I wear glasses. I think people you are like, oh, and yeah, you got anyway. good hair all the time, so you're fine. You, you're you're all set, Mark. In my opinion, you're well, thank set. You. Thank you. And John, we and have a uh, Rhodes poster there. I don't. I don't think I ever noticed that. Is that new? I know you had that poster, okay. but did you so, just hang it up right there? What, what's that? The Randy Rhodes poster. Did you just put it there? We moved it. It, it was on the other side of the basement. Uh, Emily yeah. redesigned the basement, so now there is a uh, TV area down here where she watches her shows, The, the okay. Crown and and stuff. And the, and Grant comes down here a lot and hangs out, um, listening to music and watching shows and doing his his games. And my older son Harrison, he's he's just on Fortnite any any second that he can, which is all the rage with the. Uh, preteen uh boys nowadays and i guess teenage oh. boys too so anyway well, we have coming up uh thing is great yeah, we have david ellison and drew fortier they're going to be coming on uh real soon i'm not sure if they're quite ready yet but they might they're ready okay so we are going to bring them on right now david ellison and drew fortier hey guys how are you hey guys. Good, how are you doing how are you thanks for coming on tonight guys we appreciate it yeah, okay, yeah, so man, you guys are like all professional. It's like being on NBC or something. This is uh, press, <laughs> man. It's, yeah. lot, we, it's funny. We just talked like what two months ago, maybe two, three months ago. We yeah, I think it was probably segment, closer to three so. months ago, David. But yeah, we did just talk. Uh, you were one of our our earlier guests when we started doing the the stream, and it, we've definitely stepped it up a notch here with some people, some great people like like Marcy and Jonathan and Andrew yeah. helping us out, Michael and and the the crew there, Sophia. So th- so thank you for noticing you. that and. And so great to have you guys on. Drew, so nice to meet you. You too. Thanks for lining yeah, this up. We're let's, also let's... friends on Facebook. Yes, yes, we are. Yes, we are. 
Yeah. So thanks. Thank you both. And, and David, it's great to see you. Now, David, let me just start by saying you are involved in so many amazing projects. Like just when I think you can't be doing another project, you're doing another great project. And now you and Drew have a, a great book out. Uh, it's yep. coming out. And, yep. uh, and, and, th- and that's one of the reasons you guys are both here tonight to talk about that. Yeah, um, probably my next project will be Christmas, which would be much needed break uh, to have. You know, at some point I need to shut up and go away for a while, probably. Um, But yeah, you know, it's funny, Drew and I, um, we've been friends now for several years. And um, I guess I met Drew through Tom Hazart, you know, and we do a lot of other stuff, our label and coffee and stuff together. But uh, yeah, the idea hit me about exactly a year ago when I was on a solo tour across South America, the idea hit me to write a fiction book. And I called Drew right away because he's finishing up a film that we're putting out through uh, Ellison Films uh, called Dwellers. And so I know how twisted and sick Drew's mind is. And I go, dude, I, I, got, a, I got a book concept. I need you to jump in on it. So we, um, we just finished this thing up, which is uh, wow. coming out uh, uh, actually on the 18th, December 18th. So yeah, we're, we're doing a little pandemic book tour. So thank you for... <laughs> Inviting us over. <laughs> and again, thank you guys. And so, so the book is called Rockstar Hitman, and it's a, it's about a, a rock musician who does he make a deal? Like, is it almost like making a deal with uh, uh, like some nefarious people who yeah. uh, cause him to become a hitman and actually go out and kill people? Is that that's, that's exactly it? Yeah, that's yep. exactly it. So. And it's funny because, you know, there's a lot of these sub-layers and, and, you know, Drew and I being musicians, of course, and, um, you know, it's I always liken it to John Grisham. You know, he, he writes awesome fiction, but he, he blooms where he planted, which is he's a lawyer, you know, so he writes these great, right, like, right. sort of law thrillers. So we're writing rock star thrillers, you know, and, and our, as if our life isn't thrilling enough being artists and musicians, um, you know, and, and then, and also the subcontext, like you almost said, signing a deal with the devil, you know, the, the yeah, nefarious right. people yeah. of our business that uh, so many people, you know, sign these deals uh, and we all have um, at some point thinking, well, it's just a stepping stone to get over there. And, and, you know, those deals always come with some sort of backlash and this one, uh, involves him being a hitman. So, um, and, and, and that's where, that's where we had a lot of fun writing this because of course you can kind of draw from some of your own personal, almost autobiographical experiences. Um, and of course it's, it's the totally fictional story, but you know, you kind of can write from that. Drew and I not having been hitmen before, um, as far as we know, but, yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. As far as you know, we have not. So, um, uh, but, you know, to go and have fun exploring, you know, that that whole thing. Of course, we've all read enough books and seen enough, you know, Bond and Jason Bourne movies and fun stuff, you know. But it, it, it's fun to, to just kind of really go down that road. And, and we've been having a good time writing this one and, you know, setting up a series. It's, we're calling it the Sledge Chronicles. Sledge is the main character of the book. Um, so it, it's going to be a, a series of books. And that's kind of fun to start with that, knowing that there's a, uh, a, a lineage that's going to happen with the with the book series, right? And let me let me ask you, uh, Drew. How about how about throw one over to you? How does the writing process work? Do you guys exchange ideas via email, or do you actually get on the phone or, or Zoom and talk it out? How does the writing process come when it when you're coming up with this story? Uh, it's, it's a little bit of uh, of, of all that actually. Um, I mean, when you first hit me about it, <clears throat> uh, I wrote out. Uh, 
this this prologue this kind of like laying out the whole thing just painting the picture and everything and i sent it to him and he really 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 liked it and he's like you know i think we should just take this and just expand upon this and, and make that the book and uh, and it was so much fun to do but yeah typically we were just uh, bounce each other bounce ideas off each other via text uh, email phone calls and uh, once we get one idea going though it just kind of just uh, avalanches into into something really cool and um and uh, yeah, and another fun part about the whole thing too was kind of seeing how far I could uh, I could take a lot of the murder in the book, you know, like just to to see where it's like when's when's the uh, the you know the peak where it's like all right, Drew, I think that's enough blood and gore and terrible things, but uh, surprisingly that never happened. I would actually try and you know take a certain scene in the book and see it's like okay, let's see how messed up we can make this. And by the time I was done writing it, I was like, well, oh, I'm gonna have trouble sleeping tonight. And then I show it to Dave, and he was like, "Oh, this is great! Yeah. Put it in the book." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so only Drew with can the murder book. a guy who's already murdered. Murder, <laughs> yeah, guy, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so the goal for the know, right. yeah the, the goal for the next book is to try and get to that point where Dave's like, "No, Drew, we can't put that in the book. What's the matter with you?" <laughs> right on. And now, then if a book wasn't enough, you're also working on or have maybe already completed a, a, a movie, right? Dwellers. So let's. Let's uh, let's talk about that. When can we expect to see that, and where are we with the production of it? Well, with uh, Dwellers, it's a found footage horror movie, kind of in the in the vein of uh, Blair Witch, you know. So it's all from the uh, perspective of the documentary uh, camera. And uh, the best way I could describe it is uh, Blair Witch meets Chud. Chud was this uh, '80s horror movie uh, about uh, sewer monsters and government conspiracies and all that and everything. And um, it's just about finished. Just a couple of tiny slight audio. Uh, things but it's uh it's it's just about done and uh david we're we're going to uh be screening in february correct yeah february 20th at the mad monster horror con in charlotte north carolina that'll be that's, uh that's the final yeah the, the official I've release before, and it's, i've had a great time at that horror con oh cool yep. so we wanted to find a platform like that and of course in 2020 everything shut down i did do a mad monster show here in phoenix they they uh did one back i think it was in october and that was sort of the test, you know, to see if they could socially distance, kind of limit the uh, number of tickets sold. And it worked well. It came off successful. So they're they're pushing ahead now to do the one in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's, uh, yeah, February 20th. Um, and so they're, they've um, given us the platform to do the premiere. And it's fun. You know, I've, I've been to, obviously, appeared at a lot of Comic-Cons and Horror-Cons. And the Horror-Con thing works better with metal. You know, the fan base is, right, is very right, synonymous. Right. No doubt about it. So, <laughs> It, and it's fun, you know, getting invited to do these. It's fun to bring something to the table. You know, it's it's uh, you know, when you get invited over to someone's house, bring, I don't know, some, you know, a main course, some beer, cookies, whatever, something, a dessert, you know, bring something. So it's kind of fun to, to go to these horror cons and not just be a, a famous guy appearing there and, you know, doing autographs, but, you know, bringing a book, you know, that we can that we can be rolling out and talking about bringing a film, Um and even the you know the the Rockstar Hitman series you know is very much written in the mind that it that it could be screenplayed at some point. So you know it's nice to you know again be thinking about the end in mind rather than just sort of randomly spitting out you know content. It's 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 cool. And then with the Ellison Book Company and Ellison Films and of course the EMP Label Group, we've got all the platforms of the you know the book the. Um, the you know obviously the, the 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 audio and the and the visual part of it all pretty all, we've at least got the platforms in place to roll this stuff out now. Right, so Very that's cool. great. So will there be an audio book as well that's accompanying right. the physical book? Yep, 
Yep, yep. It's uh, yep. There's an audio book, um, and uh, which I narrated, um, and uh, I forgot. Drew, did you narrate some of that? We did this a couple months ago. I forgot. I just did the very beginning and the very end. That's I just right. Kind of did That's the introduction right. and the end, the outro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so that'll be available on the Audible ASICs platform. So that goes across, of course, all the digital outlets. Um, BNN.com, which is the Barnes and Noble platform, that's where you can order both the hard and the soft cover, as well as I think Kindle is available there as Kindle, well. Right, yep. Drew? And, yep. and there is a paperback and, available on Amazon as well. I put that up so you could get that yep. there also as a physical yep. copy. Yeah. Well, awesome. One of the things that that I I really like and just can envision happening is the 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 chronicles, you know, be, becoming a becoming the, its its own thing. Like so, mm-hmm. like you know, years from now, people can say, "Well, I like what happened in book two. No, I like what happened when he did this in book four. Like, I think that's one of the most exciting things because it's this thing is going to live on, and and then people are going to have their favorites, and it's almost like a Star Wars. Kind of like everybody's going to know, like there'll be experts in this era and experts <laughs> in that area, era. And, and I, 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 I'm excited by that. I, I think you guys really hit, hit on something that's cool. That's cool. Well, thank yeah. you. And the other thing is, of course, because he's an artist and he's, and he's a musician, he's going to be traveling the world. So that leaves all kinds of great, you know, terrible things to happen and es- espionage and all kinds of international crimes and <laughs> You know, uh, yeah, the uh, the people of ill repute aren't limited to just, you know, California. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, he's going out around the world. So, uh, you know, as we and so that's, you know, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing. And, and I like how you think and I appreciate you thinking big like that, because that's how we started this whole thing. And I, I do want to want to talk music with you guys a, a bit. Uh-huh. But before we do that, um, Drew, now you were in a movie that recently came out. Her name was Krista. Can you talk a little bit about that, where we could actually see it? Absolutely. Her name is Krista. The best way I could describe it is the most romantic necrophilia story ever told. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, the, the first hour and a half's a, a wonderful romantic uh, movie with some comedy and some, you know, horror overtones. And then it takes a, a really hard left turn for the last half an hour. And uh, yeah. that was uh, directed by James L. Edwards, who's also in Dwellers. And uh, you could get that on Amazon. You could get that on uh, DiabolicDVD.com and everything. And it's and then I, I play a character named uh, Nick Perkins, who kind of uh, works in this office area with the main character. And uh, I, he's the main character is a lonely middle-aged fella, and he's single. And I just try and egg him on to be like, hey, get out there. Come on, what's the matter with you? And I eventually get him to you know, get a prostitute and he falls in love with the prostitute. <laughs> and, uh, right. and, and that's where the love story blossoms. It's, it's very <laughs> rock and roll, if you will. But yeah, everybody yeah. who I've recommended it to, to, to check out, they report back to me. They're like, that was incredibly messed up, but I really, 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 really enjoyed it. <laughs> I so I highly, <laughs> highly recommend it to you guys. If you want to check it out. I, I'll, I can send you guys some screeners if you want to view it. And it's, uh, I think you guys would really, really like it, though. I think you guys. Well, I, I watched the trailer, and I tell you, the whoever the the actor is, they that's cast in the the main role there, the the bald headed guy, oh, James. Just yeah. really, even in the trailer, he comes across like uh, there's something unsettling about, about yeah, his performance. He, he kind of looks like the BTK killer in the movie too, a little bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I do look forward to seeing that. Drew, I have a oh, question yeah. for you, and I hope I'm not. I, I hope I didn't read this wrong. Did you meet your wife uh, while doing this movie? 
I actually I proposed to her uh, on the set of the movie. Actually, I okay. uh, I uh, got uh, James, the director, to to hire her as a, as a featured extra that interacts with my character. And so it was like the last shot of the night, and uh, like four thirty in the morning, we were all miserable. And uh, you know, I, I see something really really messed up, and her character turns around and like kind of reacts to me. It's like, what's wrong with you? So we, we play it out, and she turns around, last take, and I'm poop pop the question. And uh, it, it's actually on YouTube if you want to check it out, the, the proposal. Okay, I, I definitely will. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> Thank you. Cool. And art reflects it... reality with that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hardcore, man. So, so right. David, we've been hearing about new Megadeth music in the works. Where are you with it? Is it all recorded? You guys are mixing? What, what stage of the game are you at with new Megadeth music? If, Being if recorded. We, we started the basic tracks back in May and June <clears throat> and then uh, moved on to, you know, guitars and everything and now into lyrics and vocals and all the overdubs cool. and stuff. So, yeah, being recorded now. Um, so, yeah, it's moving along. So, you know, as far as the release of it, I mean, I don't have a title. I don't have any, you know, song titles. I don't have any of that stuff yet. But, uh, um, you know, it's uh, will I assume we'll be dropping it. You know, again around touring, we've got tour stuff scheduled. You know, June in Good. Europe, uh, July, August for uh, Metal Tour of the Year. You know, with Megadeth, Lamb of God, Trivium, and In Flames. Um, you know, the vaccines coming out. So you know, again, it's it's all it's all TBD. You know what I mean? So I think it's yeah. kind of one of the beautiful things this year. Um, you know, and even, you know, what Drew and I've been working on, I mean, this stuff, you know, it's funny that you can do this stuff digitally now, you know what I mean? And you can go to Amazon. Amazon has basically saved the planet, right? <laughs> because right. whether you need a hairdryer or a thriller book, uh, you know, it can yeah. show up, uh, you know, in the mail or via Amazon. And, um, so, it, you know, it, it's been an interesting year of, of creativity, you know, um, you know, of, of being able to do things. I've made um, uh, one record, at least the Ellison No Cover record we did uh, remotely um, from around the world. And that worked. I, it's not my preferred way to make records on that one. It, it actually worked very well. Um, Megadeth, of course, were in the room. Um, you know, Drew and I were actually were collaborating on some music stuff here uh, as a bit of a soundtrack around the book. It's not going to come out, you know, next week with the launch of the book, but kind of was a longer range thing um, to create some soundtrack music around that. So we actually did get together in L.A. back in July um, to at Mike, Mike Heller's place, who plays in uh, Raven and Fear Factory. So we got together uh, there and also with uh, Vinny uh, from Sponge. So we've got a little musical thing cooking on the uh, on oh, the cool. side with this as well. So yeah, so uh, very very cool, and it's that that's being mixed right now. So um, we'll see where we can, you know, land that. You know, as we're looking at the year, there's schedules, but those schedules, you know, again, we hope they'll stay as solid as they they can for everybody. But you know, everything is subject to change. So I think it's kind of one of these seasons it in a creative in in a you know the life of a creator a content creator if you will that you i think it's kind of necessary to have a few things at the starting line because you just don't know right which on. which one the gun's going to fire and which one may get pushed back a bit you know and this music that you 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 two are working on together that you're talking about david what is the the title of the band or the project that it's that... Well, you know we the title is called lucid and it and it kind of has that it it's 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 heavy it's it's rocking it's kind of uh, a bit modern sounding you know as you would probably expect with a guy like Vinny from Spun singing on it 
Uh, anybody that knows Vin and his work, he's, you know, the guy's a total rock star um, and, uh, you know, great, just a vibe and a cool thing. Of course, me and yeah. Mike Heller come from very heavy, hard metal shredding stuff. Um, and so I think it's sometimes it's fun for guys like me and Mike to deviate off that a little bit and do some things that don't have to be just always classified heavier than heavy metal stuff, you know? So, um, um, but yeah, we hope to have, um, you know, hope to have that out here and, you know, hopefully earlier in 2021. Um, wow. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you'll, you'll like it as, as if you're just a rock fan, a hard rock fan, you'll, 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 and obviously metal too, but you'll, you'll dig it. I've, I've run it past a few people and it's, it's turned some heads. So it's, it's nice, you know, is it, uh, would you say it's in the same vein as the stuff you were doing with Frank Bellow, the, uh, the, altitudes you know, some of it and, is, some yeah. of it is a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Some of it trends a little bit over by altitudes and attitude. Um, some of it gets kind of heavy in the sort of way that maybe nineties Megadeth would. Um, okay. Which is which? Oh. I think is fitting. Uh, that's kind of when Sponge came out in in the '90s. You know, when with uh, when they debuted, they were kind of that active rock '90s modern hard what rock was that kind of song. real great song. What was that? Wax Static? Was that Wax Static? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a yeah, great tune. Yeah, that was a great tune. So I have that on CD it, in the other room. It's, it's cool. It's an eclectic cast between me and Drew and Heller and Vin. It's so it, it's you know. 2020s proved to be one of these years where you can just kind of hey throw it up in the air and let's see what happens and and I've been really lucky man the stuff that that I've worked on has has worked well it's clicked and um you know um you know you kind of kindred spirits meet you know when it's like when people are ambitious they want to do something they're they're willing to um step up and sometimes step outside of their comfort zone you know um as most of the stuff that I've worked on in 2020 it's like hey man you know, it's kind of survival of the fittest. Let's go. You know, let's just get cool. in a room and, and shake it up and see see what happens. So, um, yeah, this Lucid stuff is, is very cool, man. I'm, I'm definitely Can't wait as, to as we're it. listening to final mixes now this week. It's like, yeah, this is this really this really came out well. So, Drew, kind of a um, off the beaten path question for you. Uh, I'm a big fan of faith. No more love that first record. And John has in- interviewed uh, the late Chuck Mosley before he passed away for, for talking metal. I understand you have a history with him. Can you just share a little bit of, of that history with Chuck for a, a couple minutes? Absolutely. I, I, I love Chuck very, very much. Um, I, uh, I was his guitar player for, for a brief moment. Uh, uh, thanks to uh, Tom Hayshot, actually. And uh, uh, Chuck's manager slash babysitter, uh, Doug Esper, who's also in Dwellers, believe it or not. Everything's kind of uh, <laughs> connected. And um, and me and you know what's messed up is I, I only knew Chuck for six months up until he passed. But he had such an impact on me and became such a good friend uh, for that time leading up. And uh, like I never knew anybody could have that kind of an impact on somebody. you know. So I, I really miss him very much. But um, I had an incredible time with Chuck. And uh, I remember uh, him and I and uh, Tom Hazart and Stephen Shirell from Kick Tracy went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame together, and that was that was a that was a fun moment to to just walk around and just watch Chuck be like a little kid looking at the David Bowie stuff, you know, and uh, and uh, but uh, yeah, um, and kind of loosely working on a documentary on Chuck as well uh, called uh, Thanks and Sorry, the Chuck Mosley movie, and um, wow, cool. And so that that's gonna be really cool. But uh, I had an incredible time playing with Chuck. It was funny, a quick little Chuck story. You know, obviously he he, he played on the first, he sang on the first two Faith No More albums, 
And we had such a blast together on the road. We had so much fun. And he, he was a big fan of irony. So at the, I remember at the first rehearsal, I started playing the piano part to Epic on, on guitar. It was like a fingerstyle piece. And he was like, what is that? That's, that sounds familiar. Is that Metallica? The Chili Peppers or something? <laughs> what is that? And then he was like, oh. So we made it a part of the set where the, um, I, I play the piano part to Epic. I like that. We do the outro to Epic. And he just kind of does like a noise solo on guitar over it. It's, it's really cool. I think wow. some of that's on YouTube, uh, actually. So, And we, we actually did do a Mike Patton era uh, Faith No More song to take this bottle from uh, King for a Day uh, oh, wow. uh, live and all that. But, uh, yeah, it's nothing but fond memories about Chuck. Uh, I, I, can, I can tell Chuck stories all day long. Like I said, even though I only knew him for six months, loved him very much and uh, have many stories. Some of them actually, uh, not to be like, you know, shameless self-promoter, but um, I... I Kind of wrote a memoir a couple of years ago as a goof because like everybody you know I was like I've been, you know and uh, I have a lot of Chuck stories in there too as well as uh, how I got involved with Bang Tango and uh, Flip and uh, Sent from Mars and all the random bands I ended up playing with them and everything. Oh, I, I, I where wondered, can people I get that? What, oh, that you get it on Amazon actually. Amazon. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, Drew, you you've been involved with so many uh, artists that I'm fans of, in, including Bryn from Flip and and Chips mm-hmm. Enough and. And tell us, tell me, about, and then, you know, of course, Bang Tango, but I want to talk about Bryn and Chip. Tell, tell me some stories about those guys, because I love both of those guys. Oh, I love them with all my heart as well. I actually got a band with them as well. Uh, this project called Zen for Mars. It's uh, me, Bryn, Chip, Kate Catalina, uh, Chip's wife on keys, uh, Mike Heller from Fury Factory, Raven Lucid on drums, and Stephen Shiro from Kick Tracy and Vocals. And uh, uh, we've been in the mixing stages on the album for about five years now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but it's uh, it, it's it's finally almost done. But um, yeah, Bryn, I absolutely love. He's an incredible guitar player and and an incredible songwriter. Same goes with Chip as well, man. You know, Chip's he's like um, he, he's he's he sounds like Krusty the Clown, but he but he sings like Paul McCartney. You know, like it, it's, it's it's amazing. Love him. I love his vernacular too. His vocabulary for everybody who's trim. listening. Who and I'm sorry to, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Drew. Uh, for everybody, we're talking about Bryn Aarons, and we're talking about the one and only Chips Enough. And and I, I love how you said he's uh, Krusty the Crown meets Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hail you, hail you. Look at all that trim. And yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I and Chip and I. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, actually, Bryn, I, I joined Flip for one show. It was supposed to be for a lot longer than that, but I, I was I was in Flip for one show, and it, it got the uh, re- recorded too. I, I think so. There may be a video of that somewhere. But I loved playing with Flip. Just, it was an incredible experience. You know, those guys are amazing. And um, also to bring it back to, to David as well, Chip and I um, play on the No Cover record on the Hidden Bonus track. It's uh, we play on uh, Down by Cheap Trick. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Tom, Tom Hazard had reached out to Chip when we started putting the No Cover record together, and. Um... It kind of came in right at the last minute. In fact, we, we had when Drew and I were together with Mike Keller and Vin over in L.A. Uh, mid-July, we had just started mixing the No Cover record, and, and Chip sent the track over. I was like, I listened to him like, he doesn't need us on this. He's like a one-man cheap trick band, you know. He's Chip is so cool, <laughs> and he's got this nice, dreamy, ethereal, you know, sound, and it's just, you know, it's it, it's like true acid rock. You just go in and get lost with Chip, you know, and uh, <laughs> but uh, me and Drew played on it, and um, 
So, yeah, we actually put it as this bonus kind of 19th. If you listen to disc two of the No Cover album at the uh, at the very end of it, there's there's that. So uh, we'll probably pull that over. I don't know. We maybe we'll even use that with Lucid at some point. We'll have it as a yeah. B-side in some it's far, the, it's what, the far away. It's on the Ellison No Cover band. album. Oh, yeah. And I, I got a lot of uh, there's a lot of chips and up stories in my memoir, too. It's, it's called Dark, Depressing and Hilarious. And if, if, you, if you like Chip, you'll get a kick out of a lot of the stories in there. Uh, for sure. Oh, I, lot check of, that out. I used to go to his house almost every day. I practically lived there because we uh, I used to live in Chicago and he was kind of like down the street from me a little bit. So he was like, bro, just go over whenever you want. And I, and I did. And it was always smoky. And there was, you know, it was a lot of contact high for sure. <laughs> Jesus. <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I love it. Here's the cool thing. And I, I want to, and this is about both of you guys. And, but David, you, I mean, you, you have like your Megadeth crew, but you have another network of people, including Drew and Tom Hazard and, and then the ancillary people that are connected to those guys. And I, I really like that network. There's a, you guys have, when you all get together, um, it, you, you do a lot of great, things for for rock and metal and you put a lot of cool stuff out and and i love that and and uh i i just think it's cool that you kind of have like multiple lives like you've got your megadeth life but then you've got this life that you're the center of and and then you're working out from there as well and tom is I, a really I, important part of it too. i i appreciate that yeah because you know when you're when you're a career musician and a career artist and obviously in a career band which megadeth is um you know, it goes through its own transitions, you know, that we've that we've seen. And, and you know, as we all get older, um, you know, the you kind of don't want to leave something on the table. You know, um, you know, our friend Ace Fraley, his book, No Regrets. I always love the title of that. It sits in my my shelf over here. And that's kind of a reminder. No regrets. You know, um, you know, my mom and dad and my brother are gone. I'm the last standing. Go figure the young rock and roll rebel, you know, would be the last guy standing. Um and it, and it, you know, as I watched them pass, you know, it just reminded me, it's like, if not now, when, you know, so do it now, get on it and uh, write the book, you know, do the movie, you know, create the soundtrack, start the record label, you know, you like coffee, great, start a coffee company, you know, so these things are all, they're all born of passion. And that's why, you know, I wake up in the morning and, and the to-do list is all stuff I like to do. Um, and we, and you're right, we're friends. We enjoy, you know, it's all kind of just real life Wayne's world in real time, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, I, I really, all, do. yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, 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 it's fun, you know? And, and I think that's the main thing is, you know, when I got into music, they called it playing music. It wasn't work. It was playing, you know, as we we're just trying to avoid having to go to school and get a real job. And, you know, all these years later, I think we're doing okay, you know? Yeah, I, I think uh, you are too. And, David, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I told you this. I moved from, from the time you were on Talking Metal on the, this video show uh, before I moved into a new place. And now I have new things, including a coffee grinder and a new machine. So now that I, you know, I'm more serious about it, I'm going to be ordering from you. So. Nice. I know a guy. We can hook you up. We can get some okay. coffee over to you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. hey, 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 David, we do. And, and Drew, we do have to wrap it up here in, in just a few minutes. But yeah. uh, before you guys were on with us, we had Jason Beeler, who said hello, hello David, to you and and uh, told us that you are involved with his new album, Songs for yeah. the Apocalypse. You yeah. Could you maybe just uh, for a minute or two talk about working with Jason on that album? Well, I'll tell you what I wrote for him. He is a modern-day Frank Zappa. 
Uh, he is yeah. just one of the most eclectic, uh, it, just intriguing artists. Um, you know, the track I played on, I think Bumblefoot's on it, the drummer from Skindred. I played on two tracks, actually. And it's funny, as I was sitting there, I went down to John Acolino's studio here in town, um, guitar player from Icon. He's got a great studio here that I work at a lot in Phoenix. And we were both sitting there, and John's a big music fan, of course. And, and there's moments where I was just going, man, this is like, yes, 90125 meets like like some kind of like jungle rhythms meets Soulfly meets, you know, I, it was yeah. just this combination of stuff. Yeah. And it was so fun to play on, um, you know, so it, it's I, I love just I mean, that is a hard left turn record uh, and in such a melodic, cool way, lyrically, you know, I mean, I mean, Jason's just got worlds going on up in that head of his man. I mean, he's he's there's a lot going on up there. And of course, he's a brilliant musician and player. And we know his Saigon kick hits and everything so yeah that is definitely a record to check out for sure that was yeah that was a thrill to play on that he's a very attractive and powerful man yeah yeah that, i love the quote i love the quote um and yeah I, I said the same thing to him i said boy i said i can't even imagine what's going on in your head when you're yeah. putting it like this together i said the same exact thing david because i mean i and i only heard one song and i'm like oh my god this is insane but it's it, yeah you know, you described it perfectly, modern day Frank Zappa, and I think that's great. And, he and, really and is. Guys, man. He's off the chain. Yeah. You guys have so much cool stuff going on too, uh, Drew. I'm so happy that you you've come on and you're a friend of ours now. And uh, uh, you know, I can't wait till we're all back out in the road somewhere together and we're we're seeing oh, yeah. some live music. Um, and uh, but in the meantime, while we're home. The, the the book and, and I, like I said I, the chronicles uh, I, I I'm ready for the series like I, I it's like nowadays you you know with this streaming and binge watching like I might get the book and I want the second book like before that's out like so you guys got to get moving because I I, <laughs> I want to experience it all now <laughs> it's it's well underway just let's so see you know I can't promote book two yet but believe me Drew and I are way deep in it it's it's okay it's, it's almost it's almost done yeah. yeah it's it's yeah we're rocking it so yeah that's great to hear I, guys that's, you know it's, it's when creativity hits you just go I mean that's one thing about being home uh is you know you're not distracted it's just like hey man like i burned my hole in my eyeballs the other day writing like three or four chapters for something actually there's another book drew hit me on and he was like we just started spitballing on an idea about something i was like dude i'm on it and i just started you know riffing and and i was like <laughs> four chapters in and i was like okay i gotta like go to bed now i'm like freaking <laughs> you know so but that but that's you know i love that it's like that's that's kind of what that's what we're on the planet to do man just whip stuff up out of nowhere you know well, right I love on. it. Thank you both for, for taking the time to come on. We can't wait to get it in our hands. Uh, and uh, thanks again, guys. And we hope to see you both back here real soon on the show. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Take care, David. Take care, Drew. All right. All right. And we will um, have links up in the show notes uh, where you can connect with Drew and David and find out about the book and the movie and all that. So that's in the podcast version, which uh, again, probably I might sit on the podcast version for this for a while, but we will right. get this up on YouTube pretty much immediately. So uh, I think what we did last time was we left the show in full up and then I cut up the interview. So I think we'll probably yeah. do that again. Um, yeah, I think that'd be great because the, the show today, it all kind of tied together. We talked to... Flowed really you know, well, yeah. 
Yeah, Jason and, uh, you know, David and, and Drew, they all know each other. And David, of course, knows Ace. And and I know, you know, all these guys, including Bryn Aarons and Chips Enough. And uh, so it's it's uh, it was very, very cool. And then we even tied Emily in, who knows Jason. So it was it was really good. Yeah, absolutely. So big, Special big thanks. thanks to yeah, to the crew, Marcy and Jonathan, Andrew, Michael, everyone who's helped out. We really sincerely appreciate your help on this. And yeah, man, let's do it again. Let's do it again. I know, maybe I know. maybe this, this another really two, three one. weeks, we'll do another one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, guys, uh, and most of all, thanks to everybody who was watching this. Let's see if, uh, I, I know we got to wrap it up, but let's take a quick peek and uh, see what the comments are like. Uh, we got David Craig Ellis, uh, Bob Bobbitt, Lisa Colbert, um, who uh, is my friend from uh, 1987. Um, my Aunt Patty, Scott Marshall, Jason L., my good buddy, uh, sometimes known as Jason the Cop. Uh, we've got uh, John oh, Jason the Cop. Aaron. I remember him from a previous episode. Yeah, Jason the Cop. Yeah, yeah I was trying got- to scroll the YouTube thing, but my computer's. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, mine's acting a little weird too today. But uh, anyway, I, I think we had a great show. Thanks to Ace Fraley for for coming on. I just got a text from Ace, and uh, uh, he he was happy to to come on the show. And uh, yeah, thank you for hooking up Ace on the show. So, I mean, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but I I know that, uh, you know, Ace has been concentrating heavy duty on the studio. And when I'm it's not like he's just sitting upstairs and there's a construction group downstairs. Ace is actually physically getting involved and he he designed the whole place. And, uh, and he has his vision in his, his head of what he wants it like. And, and he, he he doesn't just direct you. He's not just producing it. He's actually physically executing it as well. It's my new favorite word, executing. And I don't mean like as in an execution. I mean like you execute the project and you get it done. And right. uh, I like it. <laughs> yeah. <My> word. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right, John. Well, we will wrap it up. Uh, we will encourage everyone to connect with you on Facebook and you're not as active on Twitter, I noticed. You don't. You... No, 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 I should be, but uh, I'm not. Um, I'm I'm gonna get more active on it. I think you I, have I, your I'll website to too, astronomy.net. Yes, astronomy.net uh, is my website. A wealth of astronomy history on there. So yeah, it's an astronomy historical site. Uh, follow me on Facebook, guys. I have six Facebook pages. I'm gonna attempt to dwindle that down to two, but I can't get in touch with anyone at Facebook to help me with this. Right. And uh, I want two, not six pages. And there's John Astronomy, John Astronomy 2, John Astronomy 3. And then there's at Astronomy, at Astronomy 2, at Astronomy 3. It's it's ridiculous. So there's six pages. Wow. And you have to go post the same thing on each one of those pages? Sometimes I do. Yeah. And sometimes I don't post on certain pages. And, and then I try to send out a note to everybody saying, you know, try to go to another page, but it's just a real mess. I, what I need to happen is I need Facebook to merge pages, which is, it, it's such a, there is such a thing as merging pages. And, and I'm not quite sure why I'm unable to do that myself. Um, so, so I'm, it, it's in the works. It's in the works. So I can have a, a personal page and a artist page. That's what I want, but not cool. three personal pages and three artist pages. Gotcha. All right. Well, big thanks to Jason Beeler. Ace Fraley, David Ellefson, Drew Fortier for joining us. It's uh, been an awesome show, and we will talk to you guys soon. Okay, and thanks, Mark. 
Uh, I think it's a great show. Thanks, crew. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, all of you viewers and listeners. And uh, we wish you uh, happy holidays and all that good stuff, as Ace said. And uh, we will see you real soon.